All right, so we are officially rolling on our first ever episode of our podcast, Reclaim Your Mind. Yay! Yay. Um, so, welcome, guys. Um, I'm super excited um, to get started. I am Carly. I'm Isabella. Yeah, and we've been working on this podcast for quite some time now, probably about a year and like at least planning it yeah I mean like it was quite the passion project for us for us starting out and then like I don't know it just never kind of seemed to work out I don't think we had the right timing no but this feels right yeah exactly I get to use it for um my capstone project for my communication senior seminar um and that's super exciting because that project is supposed to be something that matters to you and what you want to do with your life after graduation mm-hmm. and I am super passionate about this project so I'm excited to get started. So our first um, episode is going to be about something that I've been thinking a lot about lately uh, and that's body image. Um, I wrote a blog last week about body neutrality that I thought was um, a really exciting idea um, for me to get acquainted with and I received some like fun um, feedback from people about like you know sharing that with them and I think that it's a really important idea that I want to talk about later in the podcast but um, right now I want to start out with what your history with body image is. I know it's like it's a complicated question to ask. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a complicated question I think to ask um young females especially yeah. because it's hard in our generation. Right. But I feel like okay, my experience with body image. Yeah. When I was really young like so I lived in Miami for a while yeah. and then came here to Jacksonville. A lot of the people that I was surrounded by did not really look like me. Um, And I think a lot of what media I saw really affected my body image. It was like, um, like on the show Ugly Betty, which is one of my favorite shows, great show. Like the, they showed body image really well there because like Betty is like kind of average looking by society standards and like all the people around her are like six feet tall and 120 pounds. Yeah. Which is like. And super white and right. like blonde and yeah. All very like born in Norway kind yeah. of deal, which is like, that's fine if you look like that, but I think having that pushed on you is like, yeah. especially when like, I, you know, I had like one eyebrow, I was like <laughs> 10 and I was like, well, gosh, I don't look like that at all. Yeah. And so for a while I was like, I was like, oh, I guess I should be, like, skinnier. I don't know. That's what they keep telling me. Yeah. But, like, ads and stuff, everything yeah. looked like that. Well, that was very much, like, the 90s, early 2000s standard of beauty, too. Yeah. Like, that you had to be a stick and, right. like, super There's white. And... really no diversity at all. No. Especially, like, in ad campaigns. Oh, my God. Ad campaigns, I feel like, are the where there's the least diversity. It's just, like, we're going to have only one type of hair in a shampoo commercial and like one type of body in a shampoo commercial which is like weird because like every like any body can have hair yeah like 
Exactly. And, like, the whole thing about, like, how shaving commercials, they don't show people actually shaving their leg. With hair on it? It's just, like, they're shaving a bald leg. Yeah. Which is, like... (laughs) That does not make sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> How are you proving that your razor worked? <laughs> anyway, we digress. But yeah, but you're, you're... yeah, but I don't know. I think that like that show does a really great job of showing like kind of what it's like to look different in mm-hmm. a profession, an industry where everyone looks the same. And like, even though like I'm not Latina. Mm-hmm. that show oh was... I am by the way for yeah. those who don't know my last name is Martinez yeah okay go on but, um, but it was really awesome to see someone who wasn't like a size like double right. zero represented working in that industry and like the trials and tribulations that she experienced and that was really cool because like as a kid like I was pretty chubby and I was active and dance and stuff but like my weight like really fluctuated and like that is not easy when you're trying to figure out who you are and like when what you see in the mirror changes all the time it's hard to get like a clear body image especially (laughs) that age when you're so hormonal yeah and you physically cannot control that or the way that your body is changing like from the ages of I think maybe 12 11 12 to 15 is like when your body is going through the most and if during that time you're being fed this idea of like okay well this is what you have to end up looking like it's like oh my god you know like you're gonna have constant anxiety and yeah and feel like you're not gonna yeah and you get it from everybody and it's like family and like peers and like for me at least like my dance teachers like that was crazy. I know so many people who grew up dancing like I did who had, like, eating disorders. And I'm right. thankful that, like, I didn't have to go through that um, because, you know, it's terrible. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I remember when I was, like, 13 maybe or 14 mm-hmm. and, like, my dance company was doing the Nutcracker and I wanted to be Clara so bad and... My teacher told me that I couldn't be because I was like two pounds or ten pounds too heavy for the costume, and they wouldn't order another one. Which is, I'm sorry, that's so specific. Yeah, it's like it was always ten pounds with her. It was like like I always needed to lose ten pounds, and I would lose five, and she was like, "You still need to lose ten pounds." And it's like, but I already lost. I'm halfway there, and she was like, "No, it's like you just need to keep." That is so ridiculous to me because it's like, at that point, it's not. It's it's like not even an aesthetic thing it's just like no you should just always be in a state of like you need to lose 10 pounds like for a while on my resume I would put that I weigh 120 pounds because one time I got called in to um get measured and I told them my actual weight and they said you should never tell people that because you don't look like you weigh that much and I was like I don't know what that means yeah that was, like, such a weird image. And that was, like, somebody told me, my teacher told me that in high school. Yeah. And I was, like, because I'm five feet tall. Yeah. And so, like, you know, there's less of me. But, like, I carry my weight in different places. And, like, it, it just was so weird to hear that from a costume designer. Yeah. No, I've heard that before, too. Like, um, because I am, you know, almost, like, a whole foot taller than you. Yeah. Um, I, like, I carry more weight in general but also like when 
like I was dancing and even now I guess like my muscle mass was so dense from Mm -hmm. dancing that I always even when I was like really fit and thin looked like or I weighed like 20 to 30 pounds more because then I looked like muscle weighs more yeah yeah it's like also that's why I at one point just like stopped I I never weighed myself again because it's like those numbers are so deceiving and doesn't account for you know different body placement and all that but going back to like costuming that's such a specific thing but I feel like we've both been through that and like especially in the arts and like when you are getting measured for costumes like your weight becomes like a a thing yeah people are monitoring yeah when we did uh you're in town our costumer was like no one gained any weight well he, (laughs) he specifically came up to me he was like I am making your costume to your measurements yeah do not gain weight. Yeah. He told me that. And yeah. when, at the time, I didn't really think much of it because I, because you, you grow to expect that. Like, yeah. You hear that all the time. And I was like, okay. And he was, it was the day of costume fittings. And I remember that he said that. And I said, oh God. What You're nervous. I, what if I gain yeah. weight? Yeah. And it's like, it shouldn't matter because like naturally your body fluctuates. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like throughout the course of a, a week, you will typically weigh two to three pounds difference either below or above and so just him saying that was like crazy to me yeah and do you remember in into the woods somebody gained weight and they couldn't yeah. fit into their costume because they'd gained and that was a big deal pounds but from measuring being measured and it was such a big deal they yeah. got upset with him and it's like you can't be upset with somebody about like right. it's their body i mean to an extent i understand because like they made that specifically for him but also like how can you that's such a crazy expectation to put that put on somebody you can't be upset with that person like maybe he can't help it like i I don't know we just put such like pressure on ourselves crazy expectation yeah it's insane and like i don't know i'm we do it even if things progress I feel like too because Mm -hmm. like we were saying like in the 90s and the early 2000s like the standard of beauty was like wow that you have to be like a stick you can't have any curves like you know like no ribs and now like I feel like we're seeing a little bit of a shift like especially on social media where like plus size models are like becoming more prevalent and it's like okay there's beauty in every size and I think that's great but I think that also it can go in the other extreme. Coming yeah. along with that is like now people are being shamed sometimes for being too skinny or right. something like that. Or if a girl is bigger and they don't look exactly like that plus size model right. or who has right. a lot of curves but their stomach is still flat or like and they right. still look super like beautiful and airbrushed, if you don't look a hundred percent like that you still feel self-conscious. So it's like, it's not really always doing 100% to fix that issue. Like, you know, it's it's tough. I I feel like in an effort to be more body positive, a lot of people are like pushing for, like people like Lizzo to, like she's in a bunch of ad campaigns right now for um, Urban Decay, right? Yeah, I I just saw her on a new palette, which is great. But also then people will criticize her like, because she's gotten this platform, like, and she's using, like, her body, like, for, like, to work for her. And, like, it's about, like, in her music and everything, mm-hmm. because she has that spotlight now, I feel like 
it's also brought some negative negativity towards it. like a lot of people choose that moment to be like mm, well that's you know like they suddenly have a problem with it yeah <clears throat> anyway i don't know i mean it's the whole like progression of things like sometimes i do feel like we're taking a lot of steps forward but sometimes like we are taking steps back too because like in the way that things progress nobody's ever going to be able to please everyone yeah um which is why i think that like rizzo is getting backlash like that um which is why like you know transitioning into like the thing i want to talk about next is like why I appreciate body neutrality so mm-hmm. much more so than like body positivity, I guess. Um, because I think, that, well, like, at explain ins- what body neutrality is, right? Because it's a kind yeah. of a new concept, I didn't even it know is. About it. Until yeah, ago. exactly. So, um, body positivity, I think everyone knows what, or I mean, most people know what that is now. If you have an Instagram account, like, people are you know posting pictures of themselves and like you know, showing off their bodies and being positive about what they look like. And I think that at conception, that was a really great way for people to be like, I'm beautiful Mm -hmm. no matter what I look like at any size, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that coming along with that is still the idea that like, you know, if I don't look like that plus size model, then I'm still not beautiful. Mm -hmm. That can, you know, creep up in a lot of those posts. And so the idea of body neutrality is that, you know, you don't have to fit any standard, big or small, to be beautiful. It's just that your body is what it is. It's just, like, neutral. It's not, like, a good or bad thing. And you can just feel like, you know, this is my body. It's not, like, you know, like, that's what it is for me. It's, like, I sometimes, like, I really love my body and sometimes, like, I just don't want to show it off at all and so it's like being in a place where you're just feeling neutral about it and I think like sometimes that can be more of a positive place to be than like oh I don't know having to be a hundred percent loving yourself exactly because that is an unrealistic standard to set for yourself everybody no matter what your body type is you will have days where you wake up and you're like, I feel great. I love the way I look. And then you have a day where you're like, I don't know, I feel bloated. And like, I just don't like the way I look today. Yeah. And that's not something you can't expect yourself to wake up at 100% every, every day. day. Every day. I yeah. So I think that body neutrality sets more of a realistic standard yeah. for the way that you view yourself, which is something that I really like because it takes some of the pressure off of being like oh my god every day I have to wake up and be body positive you know what I mean and I think that's awesome and so I think that like I don't know I am moving towards neutrality more than positivity Mm -hmm. for myself and I know that like a lot of people are like into the you know positivity train But I wanted to write that article that I wrote about neutrality just to educate people about it and, like, to let them know that, like, there are other ways to label it. And a lot of people don't know what body neutrality even is. Well, I think what I like about it the most is, like, it kind of reminds you that your body is that. It's a body. You know, it's not always something that's meant to be seen or like nobody has to say anything about it it's like 
I hate to bring up Walt Whitman, but like he always said that the body was the vessel for the soul. Yeah. Without your body, you would not be here physically. It is what helps you experience things. Like on days when you're like, I don't exactly like the way my stomach looks in these pants. It's like, okay, but like if I didn't have a stomach, I wouldn't be able to eat. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to physically function and experience what I experience in this world. And I think yeah. getting down to that root is very important and something we forget about a lot. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, I think that we put so much emphasis sometimes on the way that we look that we forget, like, what your body does. Like, your body is capable of so many amazing things. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, for women, like, we birth other humans. Like, that's amazing. And I, like, I've been following one girl um, since she went to JU here, and she's been, like, talking about her experience like with her postpartum body and like trying to um you know take the stigma away from like the bounce back you know because Because everyone expects you to like go right back to your pre-baby body which is crazy because when you give birth your body goes through so much trauma yeah you have created a human person and then just like your body's been ripped apart by them like being birthed brought into the world and that's an amazing thing but it's also crazy to expect someone who has gone through that to be able to immediately you know what I mean oh for sure go back to the body that if they if that's something they want you know for sure side note um, Beyonce talked a lot about that in that homecoming documentary oh, that she yeah. released on Netflix, which I thought was she really was amazing because she did throughout her entire pregnancy. Oh my god, yeah, she was working throughout that entire pregnancy, and then she had those babies, and then like I don't even think a full year later, like was that Coachella performance. She was just in right. like rehearsals for that nonstop, like twenty four seven, like postpartum. Like, trying to get her, like, strength back. Right. And, like, also be a mom. And, like, I thought that that was a really cool, like, candid way to, you know... Talk about that. Talk about that and show that to, like, a mass audience. Because, you know, everybody watched that documentary on Netflix. Like, everybody. Yeah. And so I thought that was really cool. And I don't know. I just feel like our bodies do so much and if like you're really committed to like that bounce back thing like that's your personal preference and like you really have to be committed to it because yeah. it, your body like needs time mm-hmm. um like I think Cardi B talked about that too like after she had her baby she was like it took me a long a lot of work to right. get back to like the way that I looked before like it's hard mm-hmm. and so I appreciate that celebrities are being more candid about that in interviews and stuff right. too but like in general I think that like we just place so much pressure on ourselves to, you know, look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then we just kind of like people who, I don't know. I don't know exactly how I guess I want to word it, but like we just kind of lose focus on like what our bodies are actually here for. So I appreciate that you brought up that like Walt Whitman thing (laughs) because like, you know, He's yeah. right. It's true. I think that <laughs> it with so many things besides um, body image, we just get so consumed with how we're perceived yeah. and what people will think, all that, that sometimes it's important to go to the root of things and it's like, okay, yeah. well, this is what my body is actually for. 
I have feet so that I can walk. No, not so they can look good in heels. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So. I, I think, too, like, going along with that is the idea of, like, for me at least, getting to a place where I have to realize what my body is for. And so, like, I don't know. If I, you know, I think that I, you know, eventually would like to lose some weight. And I want to be able to do that in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. And so I realize that's going to take longer for me. And it's like, okay, yeah, doing it in, like, you know, changing my dieting habits and, like, starting to progress to working out and, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to do a lot of physical activity. It's going to take a long time for me to get there rather than, like, you know, trying, like, the keto diet or, like, some pill or something that's, like, not necessarily healthy for your body Sorry to anyone who does keto. I don't think that it's healthy. <laughs> anyway, um, but, like, those, like, things that are kind of almost, like, cop-outs, it's, like, right. I need to realize that how I feel and my health needs to take precedent over what I look like. Right. Because if I'm a little bigger, but, you know, I go on walks all the time now and I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables and I stopped eating meat and I feel really great all the time. Yes. If I feel great, I'm going to be more confident That's anyway. a lot better than, than I feel terrible, but I look great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think with, with everything, it's, it's kind of like a conscious effort. If there's no, there's no like for any problem, any kind of like self-confidence thing, there's no, quick fix it takes a lot of conscious work especially like I have found because I've I've always been trying to eat better but sometimes like when I get hungry like I will just go to Wendy's I literally went to Wendy's before this (laughs) but then sometimes I think what I have to do is like take a moment of pause and be like okay yes the moment of pause moment of pause (laughs) brought to you by my mother (laughs) she tells me all the time it's like if you really stop and think about it, before you drive, we pull up to that Wendy's, you say, what nutritional value is there here? Exactly. What am I putting into my body? Yeah. Is this good for me? If the answer to those questions is no, turn around. <laughs> there, Don't do it. There's for sure a BOGO fruit sale at Publix yeah. that I should have gone to. Yeah. But it's it's conscious effort and it's it's hard work just like at anything oh else. totally I've been noticing it when I've been grocery shopping lately too it's like I'll be going down the chip aisle and it's like oh my god those <sighs> potato chips look real good right now <sighs> but then I'm like you know what I want something salty but maybe I'll get like a low fat like yeah. a nice like low sodium tortilla chip like a lightly salted tortilla so mm. I can have some salsa yeah. incorporate some tomato you know what I mean like you know, I don't want to deprive myself because that is not a way to diet. Like, mm-hmm. if you're depriving yourself, like, no change that you make to your diet is going to stick. Right. But there are ways to, like, flip it and do it somewhat better alternatively. So it is better for you in the long run. Um, and you're still kind of, like, getting that craving, I guess, that, mm-hmm. like, you want. But I've been, like, really trying to focus on, like, buying more fruits and vegetables and, like, finding other healthy alternatives for meat since I gave that up. And I don't know. Overall, I just feel better. And it makes me feel like I'm really actively doing something to make myself feel good. And that feels really good. And no matter what I look like, when I feel good, I'm more confident anyway. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I just – like, if I'm feeling good – 
that dress that maybe I didn't like on my body last week, I'm like, okay, like, I feel good. Like, I'm I'm killing this. Like, I look yeah. good, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, it gives you confidence, which, like, makes you more attractive anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, like, really all about, I mean... I know it's easy to say and it's like hard work to actually do, but for me at least throughout my, you know, working on this, it's really all about how I feel, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think that's the most important thing. I think so too, because like eventually like... It's like the fake it till you make it. If you feel good, people see that. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh, yeah. And I mean, it's all about like what you surround yourself with too, because that's going to contribute to how you feel. Mm-hmm. because like I don't know social media has been a really big thing for me lately in like cleansing it and mm. not like not following yeah. accounts that make me feel bad or right. make me feel like I get like that put me in a comparative mind state for example well that's the thing I feel like the reason that things are really changing nowadays and we've seen a shift towards body positivity is that when social media became like a big part of everyone's lives you weren't just seeing the top models yeah bodies you were seeing everybody's bodies yeah. you know because that was just like you could share that you had access to that mm-hmm. and so i i do think that now it is much easier to kind of pick and choose that space around you what kind of images you're seeing which i think also has a really positive effect i it's so funny because, like, a lot of the people that I follow are not people who post a lot of pictures of themselves. But the ones who do are, like, usually either, like, family or people who look like me. Yeah. So when I'm surrounded by a feed of, like, people who look like me, it's kind of like I can be like, wow, yeah, they look good. I probably look good. It's You, like, slowly put that image in your head. Exactly. I, like, started unfollowing, like, I mean... You know, no judgment if this is what you're into. But I started unfollowing celebrities like the Kardashians who, like, right. are a very unattainable look for myself. And, like, those, you mm-hmm. know, supermodels. Like, I don't really know why I followed Kendall Jenner. Like, I don't really right. care about her life, you mm-hmm. know. And, like, I don't look like that. And mm-hmm. it got me in a comparative mind state. And I started following like plus size models and Mm -hmm. people who looked a little bit more like my body and I follow Lizzo and you know people she is funny and she's also (laughs) inspirational yeah and I follow a lot of posts now too that aren't necessarily even pictures of people or anything but it's like little like graphics or something like on social media Mm -hmm. that have I don't know inspirational quotes sounds cheesy but you know what I mean like yeah it's text like uplifting images. things and I follow like I don't know I follow one that I'm really into right now called the holistic psychologist and she's awesome check her out it doesn't really have anything to do with body positivity <laughs> or body image or anything yeah. but I just follow things that make me feel good and that kind of contribute to me feeling inspired to work on my uh, mental health because when my mental health is in a good place, that's when ultimately my body image is at its best too because overall, like, holistically, everything in my life is just working together right. to feel good. Um, and I think that it's really important. Like, it doesn't necessarily just have to be pictures of people's bodies that look like yours or anything too. It's just anything that makes you feel good is going to contribute. I also think that 
we're in a position now in 2019 where you can kind of cultivate your space. Mm-hmm. Before, there wasn't so much access to media. It was like, you know, major TV networks. Whatever was on TV was on TV. Yeah. Now it's like you can pick what streaming services, like where you want to get your content, what kind of things you want to see. There's so much media out there that you really have a choice over it. And I think if you're active in those choices, you can really make your social media something that you can go to and feel uplifted by. Yeah, It doesn't have to be stressful all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, that's the thing. Like, it shouldn't be stressful Mm -hmm. all the time. Like, it, it doesn't have to be and it also shouldn't be because that as, like, you know millennial people in like the technology age or whatever we spend a lot of time on social media and you know it shouldn't be something that makes you feel stressed out or negative or compare yourself to other people like that should be if you're going to be on it all the time it should be something that makes you feel good so I do think that is really important Mm -hmm. um and you know worth making an effort towards you know I feel that yeah any other topics about body image you wanted to cover? I mean, I covered all the ones that I wanted to talk about. Did you have any ideas? Um, what do you think about body modification? Because mm, this controversial. Is, well, I think it's something that like it kind of in today's day and age you have to talk about because you know in say around like the 2010s when the Kardashians started getting popular. Yeah. You know, they have under undergone a lot of body modification on themselves and by doing that and being in the spotlight they haven't particularly been open about it right i which is i mean some people say they have a history of lying about it right which is what i take issue with um but i think that it has inspired a lot of people to try to change their bodies to attain that there are a lot of people who like, they'll get bicep implants yeah. rather than, like, work out and try to get biceps. They just want the aesthetic look of it. Yeah, exactly. Here's Stuff the like thing. That. It is, like, what I was talking about with the quick fix thing, you know? Like, I don't care about body modification to an extent. If it's something like, you know, a nose job mm-hmm. or something, you're not going to be able to do anything to fix the way that your nose is shaped. You right, know? you can't work that if out. If <laughs> that's going to make you feel more confident, then go for it. Like, mm-hmm. do whatever is going to make you more confident and happier with yourself. If, on the other hand, you're going to get liposuction or you're getting, like, bicep implants or, yeah. like, butt implants. I, mean, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, again... If that's really what's going to make you happy, go for it. I don't necessarily think it's the right route. I am more a proponent of putting the work in to do it a way that's healthier for your body. Um, If possible, you know what I mean? Um, I don't, you know, every situation, I guess, is different. I don't want to generalize. So, you know, whatever. But I don't know. I think for me, at least, I don't have any real problem with the body modification of like the kardashians say i don't follow them anymore because i don't really want to modify my body like that and so i don't want to get into the mind space where i'm comparing myself with my natural body i guess to that of someone who's had a lot of plastic surgery 
And again, there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't want to compare myself to that. And so I just don't feel like I need to follow that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like my mindset towards all that has been like, if this is something that you have wanted for a long time and you think is going to make you happier, do it. But it... There are also there are also people who like take it to the extreme and like like who get like their breasts done and like they just keep going up and up and up and it like never they're never satisfied with it. You know what I mean? Like and that gets like dangerous. Yeah. That's when I'm like if it's a health risk and you're like Exactly. Like you're causing injury to yourself and you're still not really happy with yeah. how you look, I think you have to do some more work about your yeah. self-image and how you see yourself before yeah you consider something like that yeah and I think that like a lot of that body modification being pushed out into the media as much as it is is a lot of reason why people are doing it so much right. is because people are comparing themselves to that and they're like I need to do that to my body mm-hmm. to be beautiful right because that's what they see all the time so it's kind of like a vicious cycle yeah and it's like okay yeah if that's something that you've wanted for a long time whatever do it but you have to think about why have you wanted that for so long you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's you know just be self-aware about it I guess is what I'm saying but like I don't know I just think that at the core of it of that issue that issue is its own problem right you know right so I don't know or its own cause I should say Mm -hmm. I don't know anyway was there anything else you wanted to say about body modification I, I was that was like the last thing that I wanted to bring up because I I do think it is very controversial because it, it hasn't been like a not a problem but like an option until recently yeah you know with the technology that exists now there's so much that can be done yeah if if you're truly unhappy with a part of yourself and I do think that like I know a lot of people who have gotten things changed about themselves and are much happier people yeah. and much more confident after that and so that if if it's going to bring you peace of mind and like you're gonna smile at yourself in the mirror every time you see yourself like by all means yes yeah but I do think that there are some things that are that get dangerous like you know like when people try to do like a cheap version of something and then like you know then get infected and anyway yeah it's just it's just becoming more and more common I I think if you're gonna do that like you just have to be safe and also do the mental work that it takes to be happy with yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because, like, you can change as much as you want about your body, but until you do the mental work, like, it's not really ever going to be enough. Right. You know, you mm-hmm. have to, you have to do both. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think that is about time. Yeah. That we was covered everything we wanted to cover. Yeah, I think that was a really great first episode i'm super excited to share it anyway um thanks for joining me isabella you're welcome thank you listeners for (laughs) joining me listeners if any any, thank you (laughs) yeah see you next time